Welcome everyone to the very first recording of 3X the Madrina's podcast. I am Alex, one of the founders of Madrina's Coffee, and this is our inaugural episode zero. This episode is going to be audio only, so if you are listening to this, know that this is the only way that it can be experienced. For episode one and every episode after that, not only will you be able to find 3X the Madrina's podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, and most other places where podcasts are found, you'll also be able to watch these episodes on YouTube, so make sure that you go to youtube.com slash madrinascoffee and subscribe so that you see every time we upload a new episode. And if you haven't already, follow at Madrinas on Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to at Madrinas on Spotify, Apple Music, and most other places where podcasts are found for new episodes of 3X, the Madrinas podcast, and everything else that's going on in the world of coffee. Our guest today for episode zero is a friend of mine, someone whose voice you'll hopefully hear on 3X, the Madrinas podcast as often as his travel and his work schedule permit. He is an esports legend. He is an organization owner. He is a Halo national champion, and he is currently a professional esports caster, as well as a streamer and straight grinder of Apex Legends. If you have spent any time in the esports world over the past 5, 10, 15 years, then you no doubt have seen or heard of this man. He is none other than the Tom T-Squared Taylor. Tom, man, thank you so much for coming, being a part of this. I hope all of those superlatives and descriptions are on the money. I feel like they <laughs> didn't mention justice. how good looking I am, which He's is gorgeous. unfortunate that we don't have video on here right now. But. He's gorgeous. His beard is so perfectly trimmed right now, too. <laughs> Um, video for the next episode will solve that problem. Yeah. So we can publicize we'll it. We can publicize the good looks. Um, <laughs> so, uh, like, I mean, like I said, those are a lot of superlatives. I hope I got them on the money. Uh, esports legend, Halo national champion. That was 08, right? 2008. Yeah. Uh, my first Halo win was in 2005. You had, you have what, uh, what, what I was able to count 12 wins in Halo, 12, turn, 12 tournament wins. Yeah. Like national tournament wins. Right. Like the uh, national stuff, not, not yeah. the regional little local stuff where, yeah, you're, winning, no. where you're winning. Like actual, of... it doesn't count unless it was against the Ogres and Walshy, basically, you know, unless is that the measure? I mean, if, if they weren't at the tournament, you know, then it wasn't really a tournament. It, everyone has to play against the best competition. So if that you're means... going to some sort of invitational tournament where, you know, one of the best teams isn't there and you have that tournament win under your belt, I really don't count that as a tournament win. Plus, nowadays, also, we're leaning a lot more towards those invitational events instead of actual open events, and that's what I really miss about the old Halo MLG format is anyone could play, you just show up, you know, you would play against the number one seed, and you could be the last seed of the event. So that was the best part, man. It felt so organic and so pure. It literally felt like you're finding the actual best people in the world. Yeah, it was just an open format. Anyone could play. You know, you didn't have to... This was, this was a point system as it carried on, but that was why the first tournament was so important. And then you gain these pro points uh, throughout the season, and then, you know, the top 16 teams were pro. Everyone else was fighting to get into that pro spot. So the way that they did it, man, they just had it figured out. And, you know, now... The guy that set up that whole thing was Anakin, right? I'm not sure if you guys know who that is. That's John Nelson. He's now over at oh, yeah. EA. Absolutely. And he's uh, heading things over at Respawn and Apex, which we'll talk about a little later. So um, if the measure is the Ogres and Walshy had to be there, what do you make of like a like like G4 when Strange Purple won? Like, or, and, oh yeah, and, and I mean Darkman and like all that's those a little early bit different. guys. That's a little bit different because they were a little, they were kind of pre ogres, right? Darkman, Zios, TDT, kind of happening around the same time. Strange Purple was one of the ogres' teammates. If you guys aren't aware of like the OG Halo oh, yeah. One scene, this is kind of what we're talking about. This was back on G4 TV, probably about 15, 20 years ago, even when Darkman won this giant HD TV that was probably valued at like five thousand dollars back then. That was, a one, that was a free-for-all tournament? Yeah, it was probably like the first HDTV ever. I mean, that's how prehistoric we're talking about. All right, Halo real World, quick, because we actually dove. It was so easy to dive into this topic. I want to make sure we crack this and we cheers this. Yeah, cheers as I get coffee everywhere. Uh, cold Brew Blacks, by the way. That's what we're drinking. Yeah. We have some shout-out to Shroud, too. We have Shrouds over here as well. Yeah, his insane cap. So, okay, so you won... You won a Halo One, a couple Halo One tournaments. I did. It started what was with the, what was that circuit? It was AGP. There was AGP as well. Yep, uh, the Associated Gaming Professionals. That was you know th there was a time where remember when there was like Blu-ray and HD DVD, and it was like which one's gonna win the red yeah, the yeah, red yeah. box or the blue box. I mean that's kind of what it was like when MLG and AGP were around. You weren't really sure which tournament organizer was gonna be the tournament organizer to ri to rise to the top. It was that competitive. It was. It was super competitive and. Uh, you know, you only had like a handful of girls back then. You know, Xeno was probably one of the only female gamers competing. You had young guys like Little Poison coming out there, five years old coming out. And, he had and a 60 minute special, didn't he? He did, yeah. And, you know, just five year old kid just taking down 18 year old, 25 year olds. Doesn't matter what your age was. 
it, it was a really cool thing back in the day and uh we just we just had a lot of fun growing up with one another it was a really good time your first team one of my favorite so so i'm like fascinated with the halo world and you and i have talked i competed i never placed a top eight though i wasn't a you know got a money guy yeah. I was I was competing and grinding, but I wasn't I wasn't a money guy. Right, right. Uh, but I mean, I loved the community. It was it was fun to be a part of and like keep keep track of like who's winning. You know, every event as they come month over month. Um, and like hearing some of the names and then getting to like scrim or play against those names online. That was always super fun. One brand of name that I always loved, and I want to hear the story on this because I actually I, I realized that you were a part of it. Florida Jackalopes. Yeah. All right, so who was the who started that? Where that name come from, and what was the original roster? So Florida Jackalopes was a kind of a group of a couple of guys. Two thousand four, two thousand four. Myself, Gintron, Killer was in there. Eleven was in there. A guy named Bowman was in there. Uh, we, we had a lot. Of, Solo was on our team. We got third place uh, with the Jackalopes at our first event. I want to say that was like. Man, MLG Dallas, we got third place. I think we ended up beating in 04? Yeah, we, I think we beat Wait, the no, Dream not team. not 04 though. That it had to be earlier. This was Cuz was it 04? 04 was still Halo 1. Oh, cuz Halo, Halo 2 5. didn't come out till November of or, or Halo 2 or came November out in 2005. Halo 2 got came it. Out. Okay, so yeah. MLG and every all the competitive circuits switched over to Halo 2 in 2005. 04 right. was still a Halo 1. Uh, and keep in mind a lot of the Halo games we were still playing the previous Halo game as the Halo, other Halo game got released. So like a lot of the times they would come out in November, and we'd still be playing tournaments all the way up until sometimes January. Like for Halo 3 and Halo Reach, we had about two to three months before we could even play Halo Reach because we were still competing in Halo 3 tournaments. They're even holding Halo Reach tournaments at our Halo 3 tournament yeah. for other players. And it's like, all right, these guys already have tournaments under their belt, and we have to come and compete with these guys that are trying to take our spot. So we're pretty far behind, honestly. Like, how are you going to get a jump start on the new title? I know. When the was, other stuff is and like... We, and you couldn't even play it. Yeah, it was it was tough. So everyone else had about a three-month uh, three head start, and that was the hardest transition because they introduced Bloom and Sprint and all this stuff that just didn't seem like classic Halo. So with, so Florida Jackalope started in 04. That was your first real team? Like, yeah. like I, when I say real time, I mean, that was your first team that you were really competing and winning yeah. on, on, a, on a major And if level you don't know what, what a jackalope is, it's basically a bunny with antlers. Yeah. <laughs> I just it love it, man, because FJ, I would always see that FJ tag, and I would always, and then, like, I would hear, there was always, you always hear these stories about people from Florida that would be a part of FJ, yeah. and that was always, you always had your regions of players, and that's what makes eSports, like, eSports now is different because everything is streamed and everything is all, Yeah, well, you know, now it, they're trying to make it into like city-based stuff with cod like cod dallas cod new york it would have been easier then everything was all region-based all of us yeah. you, you had the you had the ohio kids you had the michigan kids the florida the new jersey the seattle like everybody you kind of knew who was a part of the region yeah i mean what's interesting to me though is the amount of money that the buy-ins are it's like 25 million dollars what to go get in as a team owner like what do you what do you do in that instance it's like all right i had a i had the one of the best Call of Duty teams going into the last season, going into the last MLG season, right? They ended up going over to Gen G because Sherpin just doesn't have the funding to go. And well, and they were aren't they, weren't they an EU team? No, they were an NA team. They were an NA yeah. team. Okay, and uh, they got top eight under Sherpin at that first that that first Call of Duty event. And then once things hit that format, I mean, these guys are looking at huge six figure salaries per year. I mean, it's five hundred thousand dollars just to own a COD team, and then you have to have a twenty five million dollar buy in. Where are people coming up with twenty six million dollars, and how are you going to get twenty six million dollars back? And you see, that's that's that's, the, where, that's what I'm wondering. That's the other hat that you have to wear is like org owner. Yeah, so I mean, I took a break. I took a break uh, from running straight probably about two months ago. It just became too much for me. I but you still got that 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 lens for it. I mean, still, you're still, still own it, still have it. still it's tattooed on my arm. I mean, I'm more interested in kind of reaching out to maybe like a hundred thieves or somewhere around face clan to maybe compete under, under that title for apex, just because I've always run into the issue of, you know, owning a team and playing on a team, you know, there's a little bit of a jealousy management issue that you run into. And I hate that hostility. And I, I just want to be one of the bros, right? So I, well, you're I, just looking to grind still. I'm just looking to grind. And it just, you know, I don't want to be anyone's boss. Like I've, I'm already kind of a dick inside the game, like when it comes to <laughs> bossing people around and winning and stuff. And I, I, I definitely kind of your reputation love for that was kind of your reputation. Yeah, being, I mean, being I'm a hard tough. leader. The thing is, is, like, I'm hard on myself more than anybody. Like I'll I'm, I'm the first to admit when I make a mistake in the game, but I'm definitely like, why weren't we on the same page? If if I need to, you know, get off the page and, and open up a new book, then let me know. And I'd be down for that. It's just I want to talk about it and figure it out. Right. So 
um, you know, I, I definitely have a hard time owning, managing a team, finding the sponsors, you know, cutting the checks to everybody, figuring out how much everyone's going to get paid, going through the contract I negotiations. Mean, it's just so you're much describing work. A, I mean, that's a startup. It's just so much work. You know how many hours a startup is? That's your whole life. It's like having a baby. I mean, it's not. It's, it's you don't work. You don't have hours. You have a work life. My last relationship. Yeah. Well, it's it's every waking moment. And uh, but if you're also trying to compete, that's a I know you can't sleep then. No, I know. Fortunately, we're doing this podcast. You're gonna stay up for three days. We're drinking three coffees. I'm gonna grind after this too. I'm going. I'm going right back, and I'm probably playing about ten hours of Apex. So before we get to the Apex life, which is I know how how hard you've been grinding that. I've been seeing you stream like twelve hours a day. Yeah, uh, crazy hours. I just I want to I want to cover your background in the halo world a little bit more because it's actually it's really fascinating just because i mean it was so it was so many years i mean we're talking so oh four was florida was fj florida jackalopes you moved on what was your next igs no did you ever compete did you ever compete on igs i thought i thought you there was a couple tournaments where you uh, did igs was like you know back in the day hell man it was expensive going to these tournaments right and you were so lucky to ever find a sponsor and we found Back in the day when land centers were popular, we were fortunate enough to have a couple of land centers give us, you know, $1,000, $1,500 to cover, you know, the, the team's travel or help with the team's travel. Just little stipends, and essentially. Pick, yeah, and, you, and this was like pre-MLG stipends even, where we'd have like IGS, which was iGameSpot. I think it was like a land center in like Pennsylvania or something. And then, Oh, that wasn't named after the website? Uh, no. I guess the website doesn't have an I. No, I, yeah. that was after a land center. Yeah, because IGS a land they stuck around. I mean, they really fielded a lot of teams. Yeah, that was a pretty popular land center. And then, uh, hell, I mean, back in 2004 when I won my my tournament in San Francisco, I was sponsored by a place called Thumbfu Gaming. Thumbfu. Yeah, and this and they got uh, their whole place just got destroyed by the hurricane because this is back when all three hurricanes. This is when Katrina hit, I think. Was that 2004? 05. 05? Katrina okay. was 05, yeah. 05, yeah. So this is this is still like 04, 05, getting sponsored by land centers. And even in 2005, I was sponsored by a land center called Thumb Fu. Katrina hit. Three hurricanes came through Florida there, tore that whole land center down. So in your mind, you went from you went from FJ right to straight. Basically. Because I th- and correct me if I'm wrong, I thought there was a couple times, you, I think you just said you did compete with IGS for a little bit. Also, there, TDT, there like, you were you were with TDT yeah, for a for, second on Halo, Halo 1. one. For Halo, Halo 1, one yeah. yeah. I joined Stirrup in Halo 2. Before that, I was teaming with Zios. So, you know, it was like Zios, Gintron, mm-hmm. a couple other players. I, I played with Toxin a lot, Okay, who was from Washington. Yeah, Seattle. Um, and I think that they still carried probably the FJ name. On, on with them when I joined TDT for the Halo uh, 1 National Championship in 2004. Okay, it was always a dream of mine to team with Darkman. Unfortunately, I got to team with him and Alex for his very last tournament. Why did he s- not adopt Halo 2, by the way? <sighs> First of all, I mean, Halo if anybody remembers, if anybody remembers the name Darkman, they're truly OG because that was, I mean, we're talking to 2004, 2003 yeah. that th- this guy was winning. Halo tournaments here in NA? As much as everyone loves Halo 2, and it's probably the most popular Halo game, it was probably the biggest disappointment for me in terms of like my gaming life. Like Going from Halo 1 to Halo 2 is the definition of depression if you love Halo 1 that much, honestly, because Halo 1 to me was like the most perfect game. It, it was like the first time you played Goldeneye back in the day or whatever game you fell in love with as a kid growing up. That was Halo for me. Like whether you loved, you know, 2K or Mario or w- whatever game it may have been. That was t- that was my Halo was my and Halo One will always be my number one game of all time. But you had more tournament wins than two. I did, yeah. I mean, I, I still think that I was probably Halo One, Halo Two, and Halo Three. I put myself in the top five without any ego. That's like really just from placements alone. If you look at everything, I'd put myself as a top five player in each one of those games. But when I'm talking about the gameplay itself. The actual game on all different levels, competitiveness, just, you know, multiplayer campaign, everything about it. You, you just can't beat it, man. I mean, Halo 1, just look at something as simple as the original Xbox and a single TV and having four people sitting on that, you know, crappy tube TV and playing. You go to Halo 2, the split screen is just trash. You know, the the land capabilities, one person has hosts instead of, you know, entire team. And now you have to have eight Xboxes and eight monitors instead of two TVs and two Xboxes. Now everyone has to bring their own monitor. Everyone has to bring their own Xbox. That's just so much more expensive. And who has the space for that? Nobody. 
There's no doubt, but what, but what if you were talking about just the core gameplay? Assumed, assumed the only that thing I, that Halo 2 had on Halo 1 was that it was on Xbox Live. That's literally the only thing. That was it? That, in my opinion, that's the only thing. Like, if Halo 1 was on Xbox Live, it would have been as successful as Halo 2 was, even more successful. So it's you just, rank Halo 3 better than Halo 2? I, uh, or same. Both, it's like, it's like within the one percentile. Like, and honestly, it's hard to, it's hard to juggle between the two. I think they're, they Which, both have their pros and cons. It takes more, Halo 2 is more individually skilled and you can carry more. Halo 3 is more teamwork based. Which would you say you were better at? You um, won the national championship with three. Yeah, I mean, I I would like to say that I was like top five Halo one, and I would say like I was top three in Halo two and Halo three. So like honestly, I was probably, I was probably, the best Halo three player for because everyone, in my opinion, everyone was the best. You could say like there was like five players that were the best at any given point in time. Also for certain links, like. I feel like there was a while that I was the best Halo 3 player, probably for a good year and a half, two years. Out of like the three years there, I felt like I was probably the best Halo 3 player. And Halo 2, well, I, I was probably the only best Halo 2 player, maybe, maybe never. The thing that maybe you had, never. The thing that you had in your on your uh, uh, advantage for Halo 3 was I think some of those other players in that top five, you were re like were mostly on your team. Yes, that's true. Snipe down, Elamite, legit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was very fortunate with with my teammates, which is something that. Um, you know, any any single esports player is going to struggle with, no matter who you are, growing up at any given point in your life. Even I still to this day have a hard time finding the right guys that I really really enjoy playing with. Whether it's Halo, whether it's Apex, and that's probably one of the hardest things about being an esports professional is if you're playing a team based game, you have to rely on teammates. You have to know how to deal with your teammates. You have to get your teammates on track, and you know. It's a team game. Oh, it's got to be so much so harder much. now because of the content. It's not. It's no longer just about the competition. It's about the, con the content. So everyone's streaming or making a YouTube video while they're practicing or. Streaming. But it helps though. I mean, that's it makes it so much less lonely. You know that that whole grind growing up, man. It was so fucking lonely. Excuse my language. Can I no, say the f word? Dude, by all okay. means, go for it. We're getting, <laughs> we're getting lit on coffee here. So. <laughs> Next level stuff. No, we're getting to new heights with these three. We yeah. we got to drink three. We each have to drink three of these. I'm halfway through the first. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, like that was the thing. Like I think that was what made that straight squad in 08 so special is just that everybody kind of had. You could make that case for a while. This is what they do really well. You were always, and, and I think this might have been more of a Halo Two thing. You were always the the power weapon guy, like running around with the with the rockets and sniper. I was, yeah, and then sniped down joined the team, and I I kind of passed the sniper rifle off to him, which was nice because. That responsibility is a lot to bear, and you have to, you know, be focused a lot with the power weapons and any weapons in general. It's really best if you're focusing on your shot and not calling out that much, and kind of listening to the map and what's going on. And you have everyone else kind of calling out, and then you're the you're the one responding because if all four people are talking at the same time, it just doesn't work, right? Right. I like to tell people when we're calling out, it should be a conversation. It should be a checklist. So if I say something like. I'm going this way, then that should create other people in their heads, a checklist and a conversation to say, okay, I'm doing this as well. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. If everyone kind of just goes through the checklist and says what they're doing and what they're watching and who they're helping and, and all that type of stuff, you're going to be in a much better place. Who did you have the most fun, uh, fun time scrimming with? Not like, who is your best team, not, not who are your best teammates. Who, most who, fun yeah who who was who made the i would the probably say kyle because illamite because yeah. you know kyle and i were the strategy people of the team so like it's basically like two teachers talking to two students who just don't give a flying fuck about like what you're saying right basically sitting down legit and snipe down who you know are like they don't care about the mistakes that they made or they already realized the mistake that they made and they're not going to do it again. And here we are sitting them down in the theater mode, walking them through this. And literally I would say maybe 5% of the time they would pay attention. Well, like, <laughs> well, that's a tall, I mean, in 08, that was, but it was funny though, because it, that's, that's why I liked those moments with Kyle. Uh, with, yeah. Oh with yeah. Might, because it's just, it's just hilarious. Well, it, you had teamed with legit in Halo two, but, but Eric mm -hmm. had like he, did, he didn't Halo do 3. any uh, 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 land tourneys in Halo. Right. Uh, for, he didn't do any MLG events in Halo Two. Right. His first ones were in Halo Three. Yeah, I had a good time with Ghost Army as well. 
Yeah, he's and and I never knew. I don't I don't know him personally, but I've I've followed his stuff on socials. He seems like he's still really really plugged into everything. Yeah, we had a re- really really good time, and then we had this time in Halo Three where, um, this is where we all kind of started to mature and get older. You know, post eighteen year olds basically. You know, going into sure. young adulthood. Well, and that was the but real quick. I, I'll, I'm going to let you go on that. But that was always the even the crazier thing is everybody was like it was like Lord of the Flies. It was like 13, 14, 15, 16 year olds. Yeah. I mean, what the hell? How is how did anything get managed or or I know that like how did anybody like that's why I ask who had who you had the most fun scrimming with because like those scrims could could just uh, turn into a shit show. It could be like a bunch of fifteen year olds just bickering at each other. Yeah, and then the teams breaks up a week later or, or uh, that night all, all the time. I mean, the thing is, is everyone really cared about the game and was pretty passionate. Um, you know, MLG also did a fairly decent job of making the rules, but it was still. Like Survivor out there. I mean, you're getting voted off the island constantly. Like, like nightly. You have a bad scrim yeah. and two guys get mad at each other. Just one leaves the party and gets off for the night. And, and that's says, I'm my done. problem is I've never been like a suck up or a kiss ass. And like, I refuse to wipe my teammates' ass. Like, if, if like, you know, some, if me and someone are beefing, like, I'm not going to go like and complain to somebody else and, and try to like make amends with someone and like, team up with somebody and then vote someone off the island it but that's was what like, i mean that's what i'd I mean. rather just walk off the damn island right that's what i mean about like the fact that everyone's streaming everyone's making content everything there's that layer of accountability now with your behavior yeah and obviously everyone's you know the the, the esports community or the gaming community at large has aged up you know as time has gone on but like there's also that level of accountability where people are watching there's not just you and three other voices right like you know in, a, in an empty you know room it's you got to, to you know some people have thousands of people watching them scrim so you can't behave like that that's probably better though for for it's esports way better. because i mean the the behavior and the antics and some of the communication and the accountability i mean like you know i i've one of the words that i've been hating you know and i'm not even going to say it, is the r word right oh yeah yeah oh yeah and and i've been seeing that on stream people getting rid of that recently and i love that my mom my mom's a special education teacher mm-hmm. I, and I grew up, you know, very privileged to be able to, you know, play games with with children that were blind and and you know had learning disabilities and things like that. Wow. And uh, you know, getting rid of that that word there has been huge for me. Um, and, and you know, for me, I've I've grown up a lot through streaming as well. And you see people like Ninja. You know, Ninja's taken his stream. That would be he's even he'll even post some of his R-rated stuff now. But that's what he was being known for is just like this crazy firecracker, you know, online that could rage at any moment. And now he's turned his stream into PG. Well, and I think that's great. I think it's great though. It is great. He was kind of, and I don't, I don't mean this, you know, because I, you know, he he does his thing with his content. But uh, I think that that you, you mentioned that's what he was known for was that sort of like being able to rage easy. And yeah. kind of, I think that was just more. Because he's from the Halo community, that that was just like a behavior trait of the Halo world back then. Uh, not just the Halo world, a lot of people. Like, I mean, you could maybe some of these people came from the Halo world, but you look at you look at other people that that rage. Like, for example, I play with the uh, I, I play with this girl named Lulu all the time in Apex. She rages hardcore. She watches her mouth for sure. But you know, you would think that she played Halo. Um, but know. she's probably not saying the things that were said back then. She's raging with emotion, but it's kind of good for good content, and, and she's doing it. And yeah. I hope. You the know, shit better. that comes out of her mouth is kind of unbelievable, but it, it's, <laughs> you know, like that it's, uh, I mean, gaming definitely has this, the space for talk, you know, talking trash, having a good time and stuff like that. But you do have to be, you know, careful with what your words. And if you are going to say something immediately laugh and, and joke about it and just say, sure. Hey guys, we were just joking. Like, like I just called, I called some kids fucking noobs the other day and after, after I killed them and I just joked and I was like, that was the worst I got yesterday. Yeah. And, uh, and we were like, oh, TOS2, I was joking about its terms of service. You know, people say that all the time on Twitch. But um, I, I definitely think that I did this video uh, last year, which I thought was pretty cool. It was trash talking in Gears of War. And Gears of War is like the nastiest game in terms of trash talking and shit talking. Whoa, really? Gears? Yeah, Gears is the worst. Like, they're like, there's like fights almost at these events. Yeah. So I, I did this special when I was working at UGC uh, when we had the las vegas tournament for gears and it was pretty cool seeing like different nationalities and like this guy was talking trash in spanish and like all this other stuff but we brought everyone together for the interviews and they all got along and they were all like yes once the game's over like we just leave it in the game like 
once the game's over, we all shake hands. Like, and, and that's how competitive it can get. Like, it's 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 not like football competitive where you guys are like you know button heads and pads, but like you definitely feel that intensity and that energy because like you're putting a lot of emotion into that game, right? When well, the so, community feeds itself, especially the ones that still have the land ba- the regularly occurring land based events, right? You know, that was always you know come to an MLG event, well, you know, <laughs> kick your ass or whatever. Yeah. The, the fights that people would try to get in online, and then I broke up a couple of fights, and then well then. You, and then most of the time you see the person at the event and you're just kind of like, oh, hey, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> it's like there was no real follow through yeah. there. Um, we both haven't been to the gym in like two months. I don't think any one of us is. No, it's been eight to 12 hours of sitting there and practicing for that <laughs> event. So your body's kind of just you're just a blob at that point. <laughs> so you didn't. But you did. So, OK, so three was your that was like your I, I, I don't know, like your highest moment in Halo, I mean, the national championship. Say, yeah, I mean, like there there was a couple of them. Um, and I would just say like once Reach came out and Classic Halo kind of went down, that's when my love for Halo started to kind of deteriorate. I wasn't enjoying the game as much as I used to. And also I was getting older and wanted to enjoy life a lot more. So sure. I found it harder to justify putting in the hours when I wasn't enjoying the game as much. And you had a tournament win in Reach. I did. That's was, that was with the Ninja Strongside and Mickwin. I also placed second at the second MLG event, but I took this uh, this long break. I mean, after I got second, I had about a two month break where uh, I just wanted to enjoy life for a couple months and not play. And then I came back and I I played and I kind of struggled to get back in towards like the top eight and things like that. But the thing is, is like I just wasn't enjoying the game at all. Like I really didn't enjoy yeah. Halo Reach. They took out uh, Bloom and Sprint, and then that's when I decided to make that team with Ninja Strongside and Mikwin, and then we won. Um, we won EGL five and we did fairly good at the MLG event too. But after that, Halo Reach was over and then it moved into Halo four. Which you didn't compete in four. There was no tournaments for Halo four. They had like these, I bullshit, thought they, they had like events. a, started with an A, I it was thought. Like age, yeah, but they never paid out. They went bankrupt. Oh, that so was everyone, that story. So I do remember went that these now. events, eight different events. These people went to, they never paid out. That was all in four. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And and that was the real the virgin now. gaming thing, which was just extremely poorly ran. Um, that was also that, a huge announcement that happened. They had purchased the, uh, uh, they had purchased the rights, and MLG could no longer run. Yeah, and no one even knew if that was true or not. So I had no idea what was. Go- I had no idea what was going on. The communication with MLG was kind of kind of poor. That put a sour taste in my mouth for a while. But five was a good game. Halo five was a was a Halo good- five was like the the rebirth of like esports and Halo because you finally got a decent game. The best game since Halo 3, mm-hmm. in my opinion. It was better than Halo Reach. It was better than Halo 4. It was better than MCC because MCC didn't work. And you have Tashi. You have Elizabeth over there. You have the pro team that's being ran. Now you have, you know, before it was Ghost Army, Strongside, Bravo, those guys. Those guys are out. Now you have new guys in like Clutch, L-Town, Mickwin. I think Dursky's still over there. Tashi's mm-hmm. still doing his thing. You have Elizabeth. So they have this whole pro team that they've built up to help Halo Esports. Now you have Muggsy's over there doing the content. So Halo 5 was definitely the whole rebirth of Halo Esports. And now we're moving towards Halo Infinite coming out right. next year. Everyone asks me, it's like the most popular question in my Twitch chat. Are you excited for Halo Infinite? I'm like, yeah, but it's fucking next year. It's like, <laughs> are you excited for Christmas 2020? It's like, uh, yeah, I am, but... So it's perfect timing. I just finished my first coffee. I think you finished yours. Close, very close. Uh, you got to slam it, because we're going to move on. To, you're you're kind of segueing into what I want to talk about next. So we just... Obviously, like I said, your background is, is fascinating. You've you've been hyper successful with your with your player career. Um, and that's been, what, 15 years, would you call it? 16 yeah. years? But, I'm going on 16 years next year. That's Isn't that crazy? I never thought I would. You probably that. started gaming, but when you were, I mean, you probably started competing before you were even sixteen years old. Yeah, when I was fourteen. Yeah, exactly. That's nuts, man. You've been competing longer, or more, competing, more than half your life. I've been competing. So, half my but life. I mean, you don't want to stop. I mean, you're you're on this grind right now. I at don't. Apex. I don't want to stop. That's so, the thing. Is so I let's cheers I this. Let's cheers this. Next round, more coffee, more madrinas. Uh, we just slammed our first can, but the next, the next segment here, going from your playing, like like the history of your playing career, to what's call it next right and you're you're grinding apex right now like crazy so i've been seeing some events for apex pop up um i don't really understand the 
ecosystem yet for competitive apex i don't really know how no to follow like, like well i mean like think about league of legends and make it really easy it's yeah. it's it, there's a season it's defined you we can haven't go. started yet i think it's going to start in 2020 will it yeah okay so i can tell you a little bit of i can break that down and sure a question for you so i just got done competing in the twitch rivals event it was five hundred thousand dollars up for grabs and it was basically like an invitational type of an event there was 12 games played. We were only allowed to play three of them. We got fifth, 11th, and third in our three games, and I think our team made about $3,000. Hold on. There was 12, 12 tournament games matches, played, 12, and yep. you could only compete in three? Yes, because it was very like exclusive type of stuff, and, and only certain teams, like a total of maybe like five to six teams, got to play six out of the 12 games. It wasn't aggregate scoring, was it? It was based per game. You could win like... So there was stream teams like these. There was like these bounty teams, and those those teams were allowed to make twice, basically two to three times as much money as the other teams. They were allowed to play twice as many games, and then if they won a game, it was worth twice the amount of money as if someone else won. So like if I won my game, we got fifteen grand. So we could have won forty five grand if we won each of our three games, but because we got the and, and we got third and one, and we got three thousand for that instead of fifteen thousand that's how big of a difference Whoa. it was so a, just a matter of one minute decision making for one minute even a couple of seconds was a twelve thousand dollar difference and that's what i love i actually love that about competing i hate it sometimes but that's what it's all about i mean that for me it's that feeling that i get up there when i'm when i'm up there and i know that i put in all this time towards something and it's all coming down to like this moment there that's what really makes me feel alive honestly well you're also i mean it's hard with BRs. It's oh, got, yeah. it's, it's just like inherently shoot. hard with with BRs. It's more like poker than it is anything else. You know, it is very much like poker. It, but, it, but Apex is, you can see TSM wins consistently. Like they've done such a good job with Apex that the best teams are winning a majority of the time. Um, why why do you think that is? It's just you know the the map, the balance, the strategy, the gunplay, the movement. The way that the circles collapse, uh, the abilities of the characters, uh, and and you think all of that kind of mitigates that inherent, call it RNG. Yeah, that's, I mean we both played a lot of PUBG, and once I finally competed in PUBG, I was like, I never want to play this again, actually, because it was just, it was just so off from what made me love the game. But I do that in Apex, and it actually makes me like the game at a deeper level. I'm like, I'm like, wow, okay. Like you're learning from your mistakes. Yeah, like I'm learning from my mistakes. With PUBG, I felt like it was super circle based, very, very circle based. RNG, like you get, you, RNG. You, you get, you get uh, tapped in the head from a K98, and all of a sudden here you can make plays. You know, you can make portal plays, you can make zipline plays. You have a couple abilities. You know, there's there's certain things that you can do. There's a reason that I'm really attracted to that game. I, I just think that's it's a you know, and a couple of people that we've already mentioned, Gosayami, Anakin, old school people that helped build MLG up, they're on this game now. So that's what I'm hoping for. We need we we need a game that's popular that has an open format. Like the, the open MLG format, format is the most important have. part. You can't. I mean, like it's it's really cool what Fortnite's doing. I I give them that that you can play online at your home and still compete in a in a typical matchmaking playlist in a in a basically tournament playlist okay that's cool that's cool but we're still missing the all right show up in person are you nervous in person or not can you handle you know sleeping outside of your bed into a different hotel room and a different bed can you survive you know not having your mama's cooking you know and having to go eat some other place can you even you know fly on a plane or are you too scared so it's like the, that, those that that all of those what you just described it, it, there was so much there's so much of that culture now that is gone because of I don't know you call it improved in, on, online infrastructure for gaming but there's so much of that that culture of like of a, a, if you're traveling across the country like waking up early for a flight with your teammates or stay everyone's crashing in the same hotel room mm -hmm. And you're trying to practice the night before the you know the event, and then and then like you're waiting for your game for three, four, five hours, right. and there might be some delays, and like all that kind of like tested your mental grit and fortitude. But uh, uh, I mean, is it better that that's gone and you just get straight to the gameplay, or did you think that just added so much Maybe character? Maybe when they have more dedicated servers, and you saw that like Project A. I don't know if you saw that announcement. Oh man, from Riot. 
they're talking about it and addressing the hackers and like little things that are missing maybe from a game like apex or a game like fortnite that they're like all right we've heard of these dedicated servers they get it it's like maybe that's when we see online infrastructure even improve more to where it's you know feeling like that's where the tournament should be but in my opinion i don't think anything will ever be an open format you know bringing the bros together bringing the sisters together your guy or girl team whatever it is you know at the live event and and that's what also is great for content it's great for getting rid of the stereotype and stigma that video games don't bring people together because if we go and we keep everything online you know what we what people say about us is going to be true like we're going to be recluse we're not going to you know be as friendly as we hope like the whole point of these events for me is developing friendships online and then getting to see the people in person. I think that there's nothing more badass than that. That's actually a really good point because the the, the psychology of streaming is is one that is like there's probably going to be case studies done later on. You know, as this career, as this category grows of of a professional streamer, that I can only imagine what you know that isolation does to to the mind. You know, and I don't mean that in necessarily a negative way. I just I'll mean tell I just you, I'll tell you what it does to me. I'm fucking bored sometimes <laughs> when I'm streaming, and it's like, um, you know, I I thrive off of that interaction. Like TwitchCon is one of the best events. Why? It's because we're all cooped up streaming all the time. Well, you, that used to be once a month for the MLG events, April through I November. I know, and and that's what I miss so much. And when when people say like. What do you miss? It's like, I miss the brotherhood of hanging out with everybody, getting your team together, going to the events, walking around together. Like, nothing beats it. You know, going to the hotel and getting in the elevator and seeing other gamers in there that you know. And it's getting like, three or four teams afterwards to all go to, like, Ruby Tuesdays or yeah, something like that. Yeah, exactly. No, that, that's the best time. And that's what, uh, you know, that's what I want to see more of. I, I can't wait to see, you know, more. And MLG does it. They do it with COD. And uh, I'd like to see other developers kind of bring that in an open format. Well, you have to marry the content piece with it because content's so important now. Everything before was so much about the competition. Now content is almost more important. It is, yeah. So, I mean, you'd have to marry that with, hey, we're capturing this and and, and sending this out. We're, we're, we're streaming this. It has to be a part of the entertainment. Yeah, but what I want people to realize is, like, for a game like Apex, for example, is you have an insane amount of clouded people playing your game right now. I'm definitely not one of them. I don't, I would not consider myself as a clouded streamer. I'm talking about these guys, you know, that have great viewership, like, you know, Dizzy, Vis, you, these guys that have a couple thousand viewers easily every sure. single time they turn their stream on. You know, when when has PUBG, they lost Vis, right? They they lost him. Pub, Vis doesn't want to play PUBG anymore. And he says, why? And he goes, he talks about the game and things like that. But I'll tell you what, if Apex doesn't do this correctly and they don't capitalize, and, and I was talking about this at dinner when I, I was at dinner with Vis and Snipe Down and Tanner Slays and a lot of these other guys, and I was saying the same exact thing at dinner. I was like, Apex needs to have an open format tournament and they need to bring in all these people and they need to start making profiles on them and start, you know, just pimping them out and pimping out their brand and being like, yes, you know, Vis loves Apex Legends. This is his story. You know, and when the tournament comes, just like they did with Sniped Out in the X Games and mm -hmm. all this type of stuff, all these profiles, all this content, they need to connect Apex with these personalities and grow them up just like what Halo did for me and what Halo did for Wall Street. A lot of these other guys is the reason things were so successful was because our stories were told throughout these interviews throughout all the years. They're blasted on MTV, blasted on USA. And still to this day, I have tons of people coming up to me saying, Hey man, like I got into gaming from your MTV True Life show, and we need more of that. We need more people getting blasted out and their stories told through the developers through the game. How old are you when that was recorded? Seventeen during my eighteenth birthday. So that had like to be pretty dope. Month. It was pretty wild, honestly. There was a. Weren't you also in like a like a thirty under thirty? I was. Yeah, I was number one above LeBron. Number James. two was LeBron James. Yeah, I remember LeBron that. LeBron was like number three or something like. Oh that. really? Fez was in there. I think Tom from MySpace was in there. Damn, was that like Forbes? That. I think that was Stuff Magazine. It was Stuff Magazine. Yeah, I, I knew I had that in my it was brain. Like when Talladega Nights came out, that's how long ago. It was. <laughs> that had to be wild, man. You're just like you're just like gaming, and you got all these like people wanting to come chat with you about. The best was that that picture was like taken in. I, I'm pretty sure Sundance or Subso took that picture. Uh, I borrowed Subso's shirt because I didn't have a collared shirt with me. 
and they just like took the picture inside of one of these like vegas hotel suites and i was on like some cheetah printed like <laughs> like chair it was like it was like me with a controller and a colored that. shirt not plugged into anything sitting in a cheetah chair you need to get that blown up <laughs> hang that up in your in your house uh, <laughs> so project day is going to be dope though i saw that i saw that yeah, that news i mean you're, if you're talking about the future of non-br esports because that's easier to understand here is team A versus team B. You can, from a content perspective, you can watch that and understand that. Hard to do that with BRs, though. I mean, it really is. So I mean, we'll see. I, I I know you're really bullish on on the future of Apex. It's a it, the game is so fun. So I mean, they have a great advantage in that it's a great game to play. It's got this like real competitive efficacy to it. But is there any game that you would like? I, I mean, getting. A, it, do you see yourself ever playing a non-BR again? Like, do you maybe, have that in you? Maybe. I mean, if it's if it's a good arena shooter, yeah. If Project A is solid, definitely. Did you if, did you dabble with with League? I did. I was a Diamond League player. I was very good at League. I love I love Riot Games. I have a lot of the people that worked on my G four tips back in the day are now the lead producers at Riot Games. Like, they're really high up there, and. Going back to the content side of things, that's something that Riot does so well. I mean, their tournaments are so well ran. They have this whole experience. If you've ever been to a League of Legends tournament, it's amazing. Like, there's cosplay everywhere. The merch is ridiculous. The vibe and the energy is amazing. Everyone's so positive. I went to MSI in Paris. I went to the finals a couple of years ago at the Galen Center. Well, did you go to the one? It, it was just insane. Spring, I didn't go to the, the spring. one. Oh, no. you weren't there, I, man. I missed that one. Spring split finals for LCS in 2019 were in St. Louis. Um, and I, uh, the, the story I, I, I was told is because when, when Riot set up offices over here, their first office, I think, was set up in St. Louis, and they still have some servers here. So it was kind of fun for them to come out and kind of commemorate their history of St. I think that's I, – I, I, that might not be 100% true, but I had that story told to me. Right. And so when they were here, it was awesome. It was literally five minutes away from where I live. Um and it was close. I know it was relatively close to you as well. Right. So like the uh, that event, man, just being able to drive there and go see that. And what you're talking about is legit. Like League Riot, they know what they, they know how to. They put on one hell of an event. And then the the whole reason I was getting into that is just look at the profiles that they do. Like you know, Faker just looks like a god every single time they make any type of segment out of them. You have you know Double Lift, all these other guys that they've just you know talked up. Bjergsen, you you know these names one because they're amazing players and they've dedicated and mastered their craft and two because riot has done such a damn good job of telling their story and well, that's what i want for other people i want i want to see that for other people within the games that i love that's more of that nba like player first like audience is there for that story i mean just if if apex is right if 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 these developers pay attention, they'll realize that the players will be bigger than their game. People love watching their game, but people love watching really good players execute it. So, I mean, another game that's been around forever. I mean, League obviously doesn't riot in League. They've they've like perfected. It's so fun to watch. Um, by the way, it's coming to mobile. Yep. So who knows what what that's going to do to their audience? I mean, that that thing might have more growth ahead of it than anyone even thought. Yeah, League is not slowing down at all. Riot's not slowing down at all. I mean, they hire really good people. Um, in terms of, you know, what they've announced just within the last couple of days, it's going to be amazing. I mean, TFT has even taken off in its, in its own right. I enjoyed playing it. Um, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. When people ask me, like, are you looking forward to Halo Infinite? I'm actually looking forward to Project A more than Halo Infinite right now. Well, Project A looked like a blend of Overwatch and CS. Right, I mean, it was like class based, and you got these abilities and stuff, but it, it definitely had that core CS vibe. But to you it. got content, and you got a little preview. It's like, where's our Halo Infinite preview, dude? And it makes me just feel like they don't know what the game looks like, what they're doing, like all that type of stuff. And then I look at, you know, a game like that, and it's like, yeah, they're coming out, they're confident. They got this chick presenting it. That's like, yeah, this is Project A. Like, get with it, you know. Like, and there's gonna be more coming soon. It's like, where's that with Halo? Like, we gotta, we gotta pull teeth just to get any type of dude haters. i'm not gonna lie that two and a half minute video that they posted was like the most transparently like open like development so cool. video i don't i, I don't so i don't remember cool. a, a developer in the past previewing the, their game the way that they did with so project cool. a yeah i mean just like that was it was a huge statement and it's like yeah good job i mean like you guys are setting the standard and, and riot's done so much for esports when you when when i look at Esports in a couple different movements. I look at the pre-MLG movement, obviously, that I wasn't around for. 
which there was fate, which, fate, which fatality was, yeah Ooh. so fatality was the, probably the biggest one playing unreal uh, arcade game back, back then yeah. painkiller yep painkiller um so I, I give a lot of i give a lot of props to fatality i would say he was you know someone that i actually keep in contact with to this day uh, he did mtv true life before me and you know he's one of the one of the big pioneers of esports and then there was the mlg movement that lasted for a while and while that was happening a big starcraft movement re resurging but it was basically mlg into what league was doing and riot games was doing because mlg was running league of legends tournaments and then they're like you know what Riot's like oh, i think we can do a better job because we can control the environment a lot better and and then they did it and then you know fortnite's movement as well so i would say like you you've had counter-strike going this entire time obviously like in a couple other games i've been going this entire time those are kind of in their own category. Did you ever dabble with, with cs a little bit i did i did a lot of uh hosting for for counter did you ever feel like that would have been an awesome game to be a competitor of oh totally i mean that was the for me like i remember i i would grind eight to twelve hours of halo a day um uh our our household didn't have a computer that was you know good enough to to you know really give the quality frames to play a pc game competitively but man that was always the one that i'm like man i wish i was i wish i was legit at this game yeah and i mean nothing's better than watching people master their craft like that and and they're just so insanely skilled and it's also uh the longer the game goes the more mature the audience gets obviously so now the counter-strike guys are older and um they're such a fun group to hang out with so uh yeah i mean with pro so 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 with Project A, it is more along the lines of that CS look and feel. It's a, an exciting announcement for them. Um, you're obviously really bullish on the the future of Apex, just because it's really fun. I mean, it's it, at its core, it's competitive and it's fun. It's it's um, one of the best games. I'd I'd put it in my top three to five games of all time. But I mean, the biggest game in the world, arguably the most successful game of all time, has its growing ecosystem right now. And you talked about it a little bit, but like. For and you were playing Fortnite for a little while. I was, yeah. It was it was mainly because my friends were playing it, and uh, I'm really close with you know Fear itself, Bert. All my Chicago friends were were playing it, and like, hey, come on, come play with us. Seemed like a really good time, and I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it for a while, and then literally once Apex stopped, I had not played Fortnite since. Does it have that you know that competitive like? real like does it have that nugget of what makes what made halo halo or what makes Apex? CS, uh fortnite fortnite i don't get it the same because it's just it's third person compared to first person and I is don't that it for you it's yeah. it's not the building it's the it's the 3p yeah it's not it's not the building is the building actually is the most skillful part of it obviously you know and, and i've never played a game like fortnite where you can determine someone's skill level faster i mean you you could say like I mean, even even when I played Halo, like I I would say, all right, the best Halo player against the worst Halo player, yeah, you could tell, but not as fast as Fortnite. And League of Legends is one of those games too, where you know, am I playing against a bot or not? Like you you could tell from the first second, right? And but we're talking milliseconds with of Fortnite. Course. I mean, you shoot someone and you could tell by the way that they're building, the way that they position, all that type of stuff, and. uh I just don't get the same from the from the third person, you know, peaking perspectives and there's like an intimidation to it too. Like even if you're even if you're not great, like if someone shoots you and your reaction is to just build this massive structure yeah. immediately, the person that's attacking you is like in their mind, they're like, All right, maybe I shouldn't push so aggressively. Yeah. And I don't have like I think I saw a tweet from King Richard pretty recently that was talking about building stamina. So like you should have Maybe you get tired after you build so much or, you know, something about like, you know, if you have a gun out and it was, it was something, something along the lines of just building stamina in general, something about Fortnite didn't feel right for me. You know, it was, it was just, you know, the, the stealing of the walls, you have to like knock someone's wall down and steal their wall. And right. then it just, it just wasn't enough gunplay for me. And it wasn't in the movement wasn't character movement. It was building movement. So when I look at a game like Apex with the gunplay and the actual character movement, that's what I love. I love the strafing and the like when I when I get in a fight in Apex and it reminds me of Halo, I could tell where you're looking and I can almost like out strafe you and know where you're going to shoot. Like I out strafe people and, and tell where their bullets are going to go like in a shotgun battle. 
I'll like look and I'll just like start strafing and I can I can know by the way that I'm moving that this guy's not going to hit me and I just love that. That's so, my favorite thing in any game. I mean that well I mean that was the core of what made Halo Halo especially Halo 2. I mean someone lands the first shot on you and then you turn around and you for him and uh that yeah. feeling of wow I just dominated that person. Yeah. That's that. That's like at that core. And you could take multiple people on, and and you could do that with Fortnite. And, too, and that I guess that's you know I guess what I meant mostly by the you know in Fortnite. Did you feel like you could find that? But obviously you moved on to Apex. But it's still fun to watch. I mean Fortnite to watch is incredible. But with with Apex, you can literally three v one a good team, and you know it can it can just happen so fast, and it's just so, it's more fast paced, and and I just like that about it. It's it's. Very close to being a perfect game. Um, I know a lot of people are very happy with the recent update, talking about the charge rifle and stuff like that. But I have confidence in the people that are working on the game. Honestly, I, I really think that it's going to become something for sure. You're gonna you're gonna see a lot more Apex, Fortnite, Chapter Two is still going to be very big in 2020. I think Project A is going to pick up. You have Halo Infinite coming towards the end of the year. I mean, all this stuff's great for esports. Really, who's being left out in all of this is Overwatch. Oh, that's what I was about <laughs> to ask. I mean, did you ever even dabble with Overwatch? I did. Yeah, I played Overwatch right when it first came out, and it's I crazy because they're actually probably making the largest investment financially, right? And it's like, is that considered "quote unquote" one of the esports waves because they started the franchising? I don't know. I mean, like, it's it's picked up, but yet yet when I talk to all of these people. You know, over the last couple of years, I don't recall anyone, whether it's at a bar, at a business meeting, you know, anywhere saying anything about Overwatch. It's always been about Fortnite, you know, and Overwatch is on TV and they have the whole Overwatch League and it's been, you know, $20 million per team to buy in. But I'll tell you what, I don't see anybody wearing an Overwatch shirt. I don't see anybody wearing a team jersey. You know, from from that, I see people wearing liquid jerseys. I see people wearing C nine stuff sometimes. You think the home and away will change that? No, I don't. I don't think. I don't think esports needs to be in a city. <laughs> you know, no, no one needs to. You know, I don't. We don't need the St. Louis straight rippins. Okay, like that's. It's just. <laughs> I think we might. I don't. I think we might want to get that made a, a jersey. We can own this town. I, I don't. I don't think that. Uh, I don't think it really needs that. I. I do think that. You know. There just needs to be more player development than anything. Like everyone wants to think that you know the teams, blah blah blah. Like no one's really loyal to teams, almost ever. <laughs> like you well, always there was a, there was a, there the was a loyalty element back in Halo. I mean, honestly, there was a like the story of Final Boss versus Carbon, or Final Boss versus Straight, or Final Boss versus. You know, triggers down. Basically, when Final Boss was at their, when they right. were doing that thing where they just like won all those tournaments in a row, uh, that was a great story that was being told. But it was the players on that team though that made sure. the story. It was, it was, you know, Saiyan getting dropped for strong side. You know, it was all oh, the drama on that it was, was Walshy, unreal. You know, leaving the it, drama it was, on that was unreal, but maybe not as much as the drama that you had with. Uh, and then you with lose your roster, and then all the Walshy fans. You know, all of a sudden, next thing you know, they're Instinct fans. So it's like you get a little bit of both. You get people that love the team and you love the players. You yeah, know, like. I'm a hardcore. I'm a hardcore Giants fan, right? I was really sad when Odell Beckham, you know, was got traded, but I'll still always like the Giants, and I'll still always like Odell Beckham. You know, it's 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 a thing, you know, that I'll have. But um, I, I just think still in esports, we're we're missing the stories and the, and the developers and the in the games that appreciate the players and keep their players around and, and continue to build their streamers up is going to be the game that succeeds. You finish your second coffee? Almost. Almost. Got to slam it. I'm going to do another little AS, can ASMR deal here. Uh, moving on to number three. And, uh, dude, thank you for uh, for chatting so far. We're yeah, covering course. your background and all of your Halo accolades. And then also chatting about esports as it is right now. It's really exciting because it kind of feels like we've been in a transition phase of esports for the past like two to three years even because BR has been in such an, like, an incendiary hype stage and has caught so much they of the news. They haven't even figured out how to broadcast it Exactly. Yet. It's still been in that, like, everyone just wants to play it to have fun, but the competitive ecosystem needs to get built on There's anything. no, like, crazy theater modes that yeah. are really breaking it down and talking through, like, what a BR is. And that's, what that's again, what I, I loved what MLG did back in the day where, you know, the, the map starts and they break it down. It's almost like you're watching, you know, Legends of the Hidden Temple, and it's like, here's... 
Here's the Astro. It was. It's like, here's the Astro Crag. We're going to throw it to Mo. And it's like, that's, <laughs> that's so it's funny. Like, these, that's exactly what it was like. And it's like, these four teams here, Bob, are that's trying it. to make it up the crag. You're going to see the <laughs> 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 there's going to be tons of difficulties on the way. There's a flag on the other side. You have to capture the flag and bring it back. We're going to start this one off in five. Lock, Lock it, it up. up. <laughs> and, and that's what it felt like, man. Lock it up, man. <laughs> what was his name? Fareed? Uh, Farouk. Farouk? Farouk Tahid, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 oh, dude. Lock coffee, it man. up. That was legendary. You got coffee on your shirt now. <laughs> that's what happens when you drink so many of this. Um, all right. Now, just got. I'm going to take us through just like a like a lightning phase, man. Uh, there's, there's some stuff I thought would be fun to ask you. Then I just started building out a list here. So it's a 20 questions with a bonus. Oh, that was Global Guts, by the way, not Legends of the Hidden Temple. Sorry. Was it? Yeah. Legend of the, they did something similar. <laughs> yeah, they did. They, did, they definitely the did something. the Silver Snakes s- and the Purple Parrots and stuff like that. That, that was more like, like scavenger hunt kind of. It was like, like Clash of the It was like a maze and labyrinth type yeah, of deal. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that's a good watch on YouTube for, for late at night. So, all right. Running through this, man. I hope you're ready and you can think fast. You've drank yeah, three I'm coffees. Ready. Drank three Madrinas. So your, your mind, I think, is working now. Best non-PVP game of all time. Like non-multiplayer game? Non-multiplayer, story-based. Uh, I just chilling. love Mario. I love I love Mario. Really? Yeah. What's the most Mario what, three? All right. What, what about what? What's the most recent non-P? This is an this this isn't on my list, but I gotta ask you because you said Mario, and that's a that's a pretty generic answer. I want What's the most recent one you have played? Um. Non PvP man, I don't know what the most recent non PvP game is. Honestly, like fucking Fable. Oh, dude, <laughs> hey man, Fable's lit. Yeah, I had Fable's a good time for real. Fable, yeah. Fable's good, man. Fable one was legendary. Two was great. I don't think I played past two, but yeah, man, those are good honestly. games. Uh, best fast food place, and what do you get there? Uh, I'm gonna go with. Depends on how I'm feeling. Uh, in and out Depends or Chick Fil A. What, what time and day it is? Yeah, in and <laughs> out or yeah, in and out or Chick Fil A. Uh, double double or uh, probably the spicy chicken deluxe. Uh, if you were trapped inside of a game for one day, which game would it be? That's a good question. Mm. Man, I'd probably go for like Back to need, Fable. I'd probably <laughs> go. <laughs> I'd probably go for like a Need for Speed. Need for Speed, dude. That's a creative answer. Yeah, because then you could just ride around with whatever whip you wanted. Yeah, dude, that's a good pound it, man. That's a good answer. I was not expecting that. All right, which character from a game? Which character from a game would you ask out on a date? Oh man, probably. I'd probably. I'm a, you know the Chun Li hair at the with the legs, man. I don't know, man. All right. That's all right. You got it. Yeah, you got it, man. I thought you were gonna say Peach because you're right. No, no, no. Uh, best Pokemon and why? Oh man, I'm a, I'm a Blastoise fan. I just think he looks like a badass. Did you always start with Squirtle. I like Squirtle. Yeah, because you could I'm roll Squirtle, through Squirtle Squad. Squirtle Squad. You, you you could roll through Pewter. You know, <laughs> take down Brock like so easy. That was like easy mode. Easy. Which would uh, which would get you more excited? That humans found out that ghosts were real or that aliens were real? I would probably say, ooh. I know, isn't that? There's the, you think it's aliens. You want to say aliens, but, but then you but realize. But then you realize, like, we could get taken over if uh, it's Exactly. Aliens. There's, so there's it's a lot on the line. Think, it's making me think here. Um, I would say ghosts would be pretty cool just because, like, it, it would be us still you know and and it would be cool to kind of see like someone old family that, members or something yeah i just because it would be cool to see some some people that passed away if you had to listen to one genre of music for the rest of your life which would you pick uh probably just led zeppelin <laughs> just <laughs> oh man just right for it <laughs> yeah, all right classic just... rock nope led zeppelin uh best led zeppelin song by the way another bonus question uh man um probably over the hills and far away yeah, I mean, there's it's sort kind of, of an unfair favorite. question. There's way too many answers to that. Uh, if you could game with one celebrity, living or dead, who would you choose? Hmm, man, could be anybody. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to think here. I'm, I'm not like big on you know 
celebrity culture. I mean, I know who everyone is, basically. Presidents, whatever. Yeah, I know. Like, I, I know. Just thinking, historical I'm figures. I, but the thing is, I never really had anybody that I was like, got to meet that person or, uh, you know. Can't go wrong with like a Play-Doh. He was pretty smart, right? Yeah, there you go. I'd probably throw it back to someone way back in the day, like Einstein. Oh, dude, Einstein, for real. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, That guy was like an alien himself, yeah. the stuff he knew. Like the stuff, dude, the stuff he predicted, like black hole, like all this like gravitational waves and whatever. I don't even I'd know how you think about Einstein. that. Yeah, that's a good answer. What was your favorite song to play on Guitar Hero? Ooh. Um, Cowboys from Hell. Have you played any of the Elder Scrolls games? Yes. Which was your favorite? Oh, fuck. I can't remember. It's been a while. Yeah, I mean Skyrim is a great Skyrim, answer. Probably. People love Skyrim. I mean, if you if you've played any of the, I mean, they're all crazy good. I remember Oblivion being being an amazing one too. That what was great in Halo time. So I it was barely played. It was it, it was always hard to like find that balance because Fable. We talked about Fable. That was always that's Halo times. It Just literally came out the same month. Fable Dude, one came out the same month as Halo two. Literally, II. like I had so many games that still had the wrappers on them. And it's just so sad. It's because you end up just launching Halo and then you're grinding for eight hours. So sad. How are you going to play anything else? Uh, best movie of all time? I like Kill Bill. Kill Bill? It's a good answer. I thought you were... I, my guess was that you were going to go with The Shanker, Shawshank Redemption. That yeah, was my man. guess. But That's you're Kill too Bill. slow for me. Really? And Kill Bill is, is fast? I just love uh, everything about Kill Bill. I guess like, that's crazy action. Yeah. It's long though, right? It is. I mean, I... I just love like the music, the way that it's directed, the storytelling, all that stuff. The I mean, whole we, revenge thing. We talked about this one a little bit, but of all the games that are going to come out, doesn't have to be PvP, but it probably will be. Which are you most excited for specifically? Yeah, definitely Project A. Yeah, I, like we were talking about the video that they they announced is just so badass. Oh yeah, huge potential on that. Um, pick an actor or actress that you would want to put portray you in a movie oh just go with, just go with like scarlett johansson so i could meet her <laughs> you got to be like be on set yeah. and teach her how to be you <laughs> no, no 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 this is how you do this uh what's a secret talent of yours uh i'm uh, like i could touch my tongue to my nose Oh, dude, that's crazy. I wish this was the video one. People could see yeah, that right now. I just now. did it, you guys. I wish we had video set up for this. <laughs> Episode zero. We'll have you. I mean, you're going to be hopefully on just chilling <laughs> with whoever. So we'll, we'll do the tongue touching the nose thing again. Um, all right. You wake up one day <laughs> and your voice is completely gone and instead replaced by one of these four. Who would you choose? Sean Connery, Morgan Freeman, Christian Bale's Batman, or Peter Griffin? Sean Connery, a thousand percent. Sean Connery? All right. I said that. You you could have just answered right away. You, you, that's how confident you sound <laughs> in that. Um, what's the most embarrassing thing you've ever done on a date? I asked this chick why she was single. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's probably the worst say? thing you can do, guys. Don't ask a chick why she's single. Um, You're not going to get the answer that you thought you what? would. <laughs> <laughs> What on earth could her response have been? Did she, I hope she just left. I hope she's just like, this is why, right now, this is why I'm single. I'm out of here. She's not, I'm single because I've gone on dates with guys like you. Like this. These moments keep it's happening a waste to me. Of time. I'm out of here. How? Yeah. What, did, uh, what is the ugliest article of clothing that you currently own? Mm. I just watched you follow that cow guy around at TwitchCon. I hope you have his cow suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I think we were trying to get into some party, uh, me and the cow guy. Um, you man, got into it. I was with you. Yeah. I'm trying to think, which I, you know, I'm on this new fashion wave, so I'm I'm kind of getting rid of my my stuff. But uh, oh man, you're a little fashionista. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, man, I don't really have like bad clothes really i i've all right i just have my gym stuff really and i mean it's probably the ugliest thing i probably wear is you know a hoodie and jeans are literally what i wear every day it's the same stuff yeah i'm kind of like doug funny man i like i have like the same (laughs) green sweater that i put on like every single day um all right uh would you rather take a vacation to the mountains or to the beach i like both but 
Uh, I'd probably go beach right now. Rank these Halo. We, t- we did this earlier, but rank these Halo 1, 2, and 3. 1, 3, 2. Wow. Wow. I was not expecting that, to be quite honest. Halo, Halo 2's like, it's really good. I mean, 2 and 3 can flip-flop constantly, so. If you could pick our next flavor, the next flavor of Madrina's coffee, which would it be? And keep I, in mind, I told you. keep in mind, I've shown you some stuff that we're working on that we're going to keep under wraps. Yeah. No, I told you. Can I say it? What I would want? Let's hear it. The, the matcha green tea one. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you that's want to dabble want. with teas. Yeah, you want to dabble with teas. matcha green tea. But that's, isn't matcha green tea supposed to give you a coffee-like kind of energy too? Is well, it? yeah, there's caffeine in it. There is, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. And that's something that we always deal with is talking about like we're a coffee company. So, you know, does Madrina's have a future with some tea type stuff? I don't know. That's it. We talk about it all the time because, you know, we're... This is, you know, we're a small group here. We get to make whatever we want. And uh, I don't know, man. If people are into it, we'll make it. I, I would drink it. All right. Bonus question. This is the last one. What's your favorite flavor of ours that we currently sell? The one I'm drinking. I like the cold blue. Cold blue black. black. Yeah. Let me read you guys these stats. So it's only 10 calories per serving. There's two servings in there. One gram of sugar. Basically nothing. You're, you're, you're drinking straight up coffee. It's great. And we've had... I've had three. You've had three. This has been. I'm gonna. I'm honestly gonna be up all night. Um, which I'm playing Mass Effect Andromeda right now. Um, it's kind of like an offline, like check it out, not having to like get on. Are and, you wearing a Mass Effect sweater while this, you're dude, playing? Dude, this Mass is Effect. literally a Mass Effect hoodie <laughs> that my brother got me as a as a joke. You know how I know you're a nerd because yeah. you're about to go play Mass Effect in a Mass Effect. Hoodie. Oh my god, this is unbelievable. <laughs> I love it. I'm getting yeah. This is a real this is a real nerd moment right now for me. This is incredible. Dude, I'm I've been playing that and I'm going to probably play it all night. Uh my brother got me this hoodie as a joke. And I've been like wearing it for real. <laughs> like like, yeah, this is normal clothing that people wear. Um all right, T thank man. Thank you so much, man. Thank yeah, you for thank coming you. and hanging. Uh you're gonna be so caffeinated like me for the rest of the day, by the way. No, I'm trying Drinking not to three of these. Home. It's all right. You've been doing long streams, twelve hours. Um yeah, I have. and uh, for everyone that is listening, thank you for checking out uh, this episode zero three uh, uh, episode zero of three X the Madrinas podcast, dude. I'm so caffeinated, I can barely get my thoughts straight. Uh, like I said, this was officially our episode zero. Our first episode with video will be released in November next month. So hit the subscribe button so you can be alerted when episode one drops. Also, if you don't already, make sure that you follow T on all his socials. Um, Tom, tell them, tell them where they where, where they can find you. Just go on Twitter, T squared, T S Q U A R E D. You should be able to find everything after that. It's the same thing on Twitch. Yeah, twitch.tv slash T squared as well. And you've been live so much grinding. Almost what's every your, day. What's your what's your predator rank right now? I am ranked, I think, two fifty one in the world. Dude, this dude, that like you talked about the bungee.net stats. Mm-hmm. Just having that number, I bet, is just That's what great. drives you. Yeah, no, I want that number to to not increase you want that number to go down right i want to go from 251 to one so that's what i mean like you're probably like after a game like all right what did i move up and like yeah you're getting that little dopamine rush every single time you move up three spots or yeah yeah and it's it's a grind man i mean like that's that's what it's all about is it's about kind of showing what you're made of and having that number next to your name so everyone go check him out he's grinding right now he's uh uh dude you've been on this predator grind and and you're honestly sick at the game i don't like those I don't like that feedback you got. Your game sense is on point, man. You got you got the best game sense in the in the game. <laughs> all right, guys, that's it for episode zero of Three X the Madrinas podcast. Follow Madrinas on all our, on all our socials at Madrinas, um, and have a great rest of your day. Uh, hope that you guys join us in the future. One love, peace out.